Good morning, Oregon. It's Monday, January 10th. This is Jamie Goldberg with a news briefing from the Oregonian and Oregon Live. Before we start, a quick thank you to our sponsor, Pacific Source Health Plans, for supporting the show. The Oregon Health Authority issued interim guidelines on January 7th on how hospitals should prioritize access to potentially life-saving treatments should the healthcare system become overwhelmed by the ongoing pandemic or a future natural disaster. The guidance comes as daily cases of the highly contagious Omicron variant set records in the first week of January and topped 10,000 cases on January 7th, roughly triple the late summer high point in the Delta wave. While Omicron appears to cause less severe illness, Oregon hospitals are already operating on very thin margins in terms of available beds, and public health officials predict the sheer size of the Omicron surge will drive a major wave of hospitalizations, as it has in other states. Portland Public Schools will pause in-person learning for at least a week at Roosevelt High School, the third high school to close in two days. District officials cited a significant increase in the number of students, teachers, and other staffers calling in sick after catching or being exposed to COVID-19 as a reason for switching to online distance learning until at least January 14th. All extracurricular activities, including sports meets, athletic training, and performing arts rehearsals, will be postponed during the temporary closure. Students will use school-issued computers while distance learning. Cleveland and McDaniel High Schools closed their doors January 7th. Seven other high schools operated by Portland Public Schools remain open for in-person learning. In an unprecedented survey led by the Oregonian Oregon Live, 66% of people living unsheltered in Portland said they've never been approached by an outreach worker who offered to help them take the first steps to getting housed. Portland and Multnomah County approved $8.2 million to deploy outreach workers in 2022, up from $5.8 million in previous years. Those caseworkers are supposed to go to where people are living outdoors and help them with immediate needs, such as for food or blankets, as well as get them on the path to becoming housed. That pathway requires multiple steps. But among the 34% of survey respondents who reported a caseworker did offer housing help, 75% said they never heard from a worker again, leaving them feeling let down and frustrated. Democratic hopeful Nick Kristoff on January 7th filed a petition with the Oregon Supreme Court asking the justices to overturn state elections officials' decision that he does not meet the three-year residency requirement to run for governor. Oregon's constitution states that in order to run for governor, a candidate must have been a resident within the state for the three years preceding his election. On January 6th, Democratic Secretary of State Shamia Fagan announced that election officials in her agency had determined that Kristoff did not meet that bar, in particular because he voted in New York State in the November 2020 general election. Kristoff and his wife own homes in both New York and the Oregon town of Yamhill, where Kristoff grew up and now runs his family's farm. Thanks for listening. You can support our local journalism by subscribing to Oregon Live. Go to OregonLive.com slash pod support.